Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I am Jeremy Birmingham. Today, myself and Austin Ward are going to break down the latest commitment for Ohio State in the class of 2023 as linebacker edge prospect Arvell Reese commits to the Buckeyes. Let's get to it. It's been a rough 10 days or so, Austin, for Ohio State on the recruiting trail, but they get one back today as Arvell Reese, linebacker, edge prospect, six foot three, 225 pounds. He's a sub four, six guy in the 40, big dynamic athlete who can potentially play on the defensive line. It could be a linebacker. He can do a lot of different things. And, you know, his rankings are sort of all over the place, but I think that's indicative of the fact that he hasn't played much uh, at Glenville. He's, he's transferred there this year after a couple of years at Euclid, where he was a little bit under the radar because of some academic issues that he's got sorted out now. So, you know, if you look at it, it looks like a potential steal for Jim Knowles and the Buckeyes. Yeah, I thought, what did I say? You had to wait till September 3rd for Ohio State to start uh, turning things around and proving that uh, people are going to buy into the defensive system. Arvell Reese said, nah, don't worry about that. We're going to start August off uh, with a little bit of a bang for Ohio State. Like you said, I mean, it doesn't register as the largest boom of all time because if you look, like for example, at Rivals, currently a three-star, um, you know, I think that could easily go up based on the way he tested uh, at camp for Ohio State in June. Uh, certainly, if he has a much uh, more productive senior season, which the opportunity will be there. We know what uh, Glenville football is all about. So a chance where, as you said, you know, sometimes you have to take uh, a, a diamond in the rough or someone who's a little bit overlooked at this part, or, uh, point of the recruitment uh, and then build them later on. I know that you've talked and you've got a Jerome Baker comparison, uh, you know, for Arvell Reese, and I think that's pretty apt here if you look at some of the measurable athleticism and the position versatility that he has. Um, and then I would add to that that it did take a little while for Jerome Baker to grow into that body and, and find how that was going to work to play defensively at a Big Ten level and NFL level beyond that. So it uh, doesn't mean that Arvell Reese has to come in as, as the number one player in the country to be uh, a meaningful addition to Ohio State's recruiting class. No, and this is interesting because he's a player that Ohio State offered in March. So they offered him essentially the first visit day this spring of any player. He came in with another Ohio linebacker, and the Buckeyes sort of sized them both up, and they decided that Arvell was the guy they wanted. And the primary reason for that is just his fluidity as an athlete. This is a kid that, you know, he could be a Jerome Baker type outside linebacker, but he also has the frame where you could potentially see him adding another 20 pounds, 25 pounds, and getting into that almost 6'4", 250 range where he could line up as a as a hand-on-the-ground uh, hand type of edge uh, prospect. So there is some some opportunity for him to move around. And that's are, are we not just I going to to start plugging guys into the Jack Leo like we used to do with the bullet? Or are we not doing that now? No, no, no. This is a safety-driven <laughs> defense, so we're not worried oh, okay. about all that. Um, but what you are looking for is a player that can do multiple things. And that, that is the, the crux of what Ohio state wants on the defensive side of the ball. And I like what Arvell brings, because as I said, this is the kid who they, they offered months ago. This isn't a, uh, a hyper reaction, like, Oh, the defensive recruiting isn't going great. So let's find someone in state. They wanted this kid pretty badly. So did Michigan. So did Penn state. So did Kentucky and a lot of other schools around the country. Alabama's offered. This is a, a kid that has. High, high, high upside, um, but his his current reputation is just a little bit veiled by the fact that people didn't get to watch him play much at Euclid High School when it, where he was the last few years. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it does a little bit of a disservice to Arvell Reese to say, ah, well, Ohio State 
needed to stop the bleeding or this was purely a, a momentum play. Uh, as you said, th- this kid has impressive physical skills and he's going to be playing some meaningful football uh, this fall, obviously. And Ohio State had known for months that it was interested in what he could bring. So, you know, I understand the the impulse to say that Ohio State needed somebody to get in the class and they did need some positive momentum, but it doesn't it doesn't mean that you should evaluate Reese's decision purely from that lens. That's not fair to a kid who is making one of the most significant decisions of his entire life and has the opportunity to go elsewhere. Doesn't have to go to Ohio State. It's not his only option. So, you know, to look at it solely from that perspective, I think would not be fair to him. No, and I also think that the timing of this decision shows a, a, a young man that sort of understands how to read the room and realizes that this is where he's been committed to since he made his official visit, you know, in, in private conversations. He'll, he, he would have told people that. And the Glenville way for decades now under Ted Ginn Sr. has been to wait until later in the process to make your announcement so that you can help open doors for other players inside of the program, keep other colleges coming in and seeing you, seeing other kids, and maybe helping open some uh, opportunities up. But this is a kid who who looked at the Ohio State momentum and or lack thereof in the last few weeks and I think saw, hey, this is the team I'm going to be playing for. I can help them right now. And especially when you look at the fact that Ohio State missed out on Tackett Curtis, the other linebacker that they really thought were going to be in this class. Now you see a kid like Arvell saying, hey, you know what? I'm not I don't need to wait. I realize this is where I'm going to be. And now I can help, um, you know, kind of stem that 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 feeling that things aren't going right. And I think that's a really important observation and understanding of things by Arvell Reese. And I think there's two ways of looking at all that. You're not going to argue with Glenville and a, a proven approach that they've had for for decades. Uh, you know, I'll let uh, ten, Ted get handle his business however he wants. But there is also something to be said for hey, now there is an Ohio State commit. Uh, maybe that pipeline to that program is back open again, and then more eyeballs start to go back to Glenville. I think maybe Arvell Reese's situation is not the same as some years past, and and the talent level. Um, you know, hasn't been quite where it needed to be for that Ohio State level. Maybe you say, well, is that changing? You know, is there a benefit to uh, Glenville for having this announcement out there? Certainly there is from the Ohio State perspective. Uh, I think that timing uh, works out for everybody. Um, clearly, Arvell Reese agrees, or else he wouldn't have made this decision when he did. Yeah, it has been uh, the last Ohio State commitment from Cleveland Glenville High School was 2014. That was the class of 2014 that included Marshawn Lattimore and Eric Smith. And so, this is a big moment for Ted Ginn Sr. He has some 2024 athletes that are coming up. Bryce West, the cornerback, uh, the primary one that everyone's already sort of aware of. But there are others, Damarion Witten, and a couple 2025s as well that are, are coming up the, the Glenville pipeline. So it is helpful for Ted Ginn Sr. and for Ohio State to sort of reconvene here and get an opportunity to, to figure out, hey, is this an opportunity for the programs to to help with each other again? And uh, Ryan Day and Ohio State have have been clear that they were going to only recruit players in Ohio that deserve to be on the Ohio State Buckeyes football team. There are no pity offers. There are no, hey, do this as a favor to us. Um, and so you really needed to have players like this. And I think it's interesting because Arvell, as I said, he was at Euclid High School for the first couple of years of high school. And uh, there was a lot of discussion in, in high school coaching circles about his talent, but people weren't sure if he could just put it all together. And almost instantaneously from the time he got to the Ginn Academy, working with back at Glenville, where he grew up playing in the Glenville feeder system, 
this is a kid that really dove headfirst into correcting some missteps that he made along the way to make sure that he wasn't going to let this opportunity pass him by. And I think, and Arvell will tell you that, uh, he, he's told me that previously, that he owes Ted Ginn Sr. a lot for this. And so I think there is this uh, desire to respect the Ted Ginn Sr. way of saying, hey, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait, but also understanding that the future program he's going to be a part of really is benefited by him making this announcement today. What did you... What did you think of the June performance for him on camp? Well, I mean, you you're immediately impressed just by his physical stature. It's almost six foot four, two hundred twenty five pounds. Uh, he ran the forty one time and ripped off a four five nine and didn't <laughs> do it a second time because why? No, why I'm good at that point. Yeah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> you know, he he's learning to play linebacker, so he was doing some work with Jim Knowles, and you could see that he was uh, trying to feel himself out a little bit. But he has the athleticism to play. In space, he has the athleticism to play on the edge. Um, I, I watched him at a seven-on-seven tournament in Mansfield, Ohio, uh, about three weeks ago, and he was put at the middle linebacker position for Glenville, playing the mic, and very good read and react skills, a kid that ha- accelerates to the ball quickly. Um, you know, how that translates to real football when you have to deal with, you know, guards and, and fullbacks and all the other stuff coming at you and hitting you, we'll see. But physically – this is a kid who is ready for college football uh, sooner than most will be based just on, on his size and athleticism. So there's a lot to like. Now, it obviously is a big adjustment from high school to college no matter what. But, you know, he, like I said, he, he, he saw that he had an opportunity in the last eight months to really change his life, and he did it. And to me, that sort of mental uh, growth, that maturity, is what's going to carry him into the, the future at Ohio State. There's also an element at play here where – there's been a lot of conversations where you and I have had this over the last few years. You've wrote about it in uh, different venues in the past. Did Ohio State need to recruit more aggressively in state? Or if there were debatable, if you had a, a three-star project here, uh, not to not to be dismissive of Arvell Reese in that way, but two comparable players, one out of state, one in state, did you need to just err on the side of taking somebody who understands the uh, – benefits of coming down to Columbus or playing for Ohio state and wearing the scarlet and gray. And uh, do you need those guys who get the rivalry so that that's more important to them when they arrive? I mean, if, if that's the case, then you have to all would also have to say, sometimes they're not always going to be top 50 players or five stars because there's only so many, so many of those around and they're not all going to be in the state of Ohio. So that's sort of going to be the trade-off too. If, if that's been an emphasis that you wanted, anybody wanted make it more important to get Ohio State or in-state Ohio kids who understand Ohio State. Sometimes this is the kind of, you know, target that you need to emphasize. And who knows? We'll see if that winds up being the case. But, you know, there are going to be trade-offs if you do that and take that approach and that you really want to protect the borders of the state. Sometimes uh, the number and the star ranking is not going to match up. Yeah, and those star rankings don't even match up across the board. I mean, there are some networks that have Arvell Reese as a top 10 player at his position. There's some that have him as a three-star. So you just have to sort of find the, the the sweet spot in the middle here. But what you do get is in a world that is now so motivated and driven by name, image, and likeness, it is harder for Ohio State to go to Texas and find a comparable player to Arvell Reese that wouldn't rather just stay at home and play for Texas when there are a lot of other considerations like name, image, and likeness to, to out there that you have to balance and say, Hey, if I stay home, I can make a whole lot more money than if I go away to Ohio State. Um, so when you have a player like Arvell, who, again, has that super high upside, um, maybe there are 
questions about his ranking based on the the way that it it sort of fluctuates across the networks but th- <laughs> right. that 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 is just because people haven't seen him play and so once you get people who get a chance to really put eyeballs on him and then you look at the measurables you get some verified numbers from his camp performances and all of a sudden you're going to see him creep up that that list because the the physical numbers the size the speed are indisputable at this point and so now now that you see the off the field stuff the academic stuff in line he becomes a much more complete prospect and that's why it was so exciting for Ohio State to get a a foothold in with his recruitment early um you know they offered him in like i said uh, march 8th and at that point it wasn't a situation where a lot of other schools had offered him and the buckeyes were coming in after they made a, they made a clear decision hey we're going to be the the team that starts this for him and then michigan offered then usc offered then penn state alabama etc so they this wasn't a situation where the buckeyes tried to uh, slow play him or or anything like that they knew what they could get out of him and what they thought he can be so uh, that's why Buckeyes fans should absolutely be excited about it regardless of rankings this is a a kid who if he was in california or texas or florida is probably a top 100 player in the country almost bar none if he was at one of these major schools around the country but now that he's at glenville now that he's in the ohio state recruiting class i think you'll see that ranking move up works for me Yep, works for me too. Arvell Reese, commitment number 19 <laughs> for Ohio State in the class of 2023. Uh, obviously a big in-state win for the Buckeyes. We'll keep talking about that on the podcast uh, all year long and any other Ohio State recruiting news that is fit to talk about. That's Austin Ward. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.